Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Wednesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers dropped the opener in Denver. What went wrong? Well, it starts with Anthony Davis. That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everyone for making Locked On Lakers first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcast. It's always going to be free. It is never going to be behind a paywall, Andy. Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where everyone can go to hang out with uh, 21,000 plus subscribers to the channel, um, many of whom I think are uh, a little, little annoyed at what happened in Denver on Tuesday. Maybe not as annoyed as they were in the middle of the first quarter when Lakers Twitter was on fire um and not in a good way but still displeased the lakers lose the opener 119 107 in a game the nuggets really did control uh pretty much wire to wire after about the first minute and a half of play two minutes of play um lots of headlines we're going to get into um starting with you know with lebron's minutes he only played 29 of them played very well but only 29 of them um some Shaky contributions from D'Angelo Russell, who just doesn't seem to like these Denver Nuggets playing against them. Um, and Anthony Davis, no points in the second half after scoring 17 in the first. I think that, Andy, is the thing that most people will be talking about uh, today. Well, before we even, Brian, get into what various Lakers or Darvin Ham or anybody on the purple and gold side of this game has to apologize for you and I need to apologize. I want to offer an apology on behalf of me and Brian, because Tuesday's show heading into this game and a lot of this preseason, Brian and I have been hyping the ever living bleep out of this team. And I will say it is because we are legitimately optimistic about it. We have not been doing this purely as fan service. Anybody who's familiar with our work over the years or just hosting this podcast knows we don't say this stuff just because it's what fans want to hear. We are honest, whether you like it or not, but perhaps we built things up too much heading into this game. So on behalf of us to you guys, you've been had, you've been took, you've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray and run amok. Our apologies for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I certainly it's think... not intentional, be... but it ended up a very dishonest representation of what laid ahead tonight for these Lakers. For, for Tuesday, at least, we were wrong. <laughs> at least in some... And, and you know, I, I think my... Uh, I got in a lot of flack for being skeptical about Rui Hachimura for uh, too much of the summer. Then I drafted him on my fantasy team, and now I was trying to wish him into a six-man-of-the-year candidacy. Um, so maybe that was a little aggressive. But look, I mean... The I think AD Rui thing. was trying to wish himself into a six-man candidacy because my dude, and I've been as big a Rui proponent as anybody, my man was a little wild out there. <laughs> I, I will say, look, and like most of the team, he got, well, not everyone on the team, but most of the team, he got better. The problem with was who didn't get better as the game went along, but most of the team did get better as the game went along. But there was a stretch early in that, you know, sort of late in the first quarter into the second where they just got sped up and were on tilt and they weren't doing nothing right. Um, but uh, let's start with AD because 
that's the thing. That is the statistic. That is the number. Zero points in the second half for Anthony Davis that people are going to to talk about. And it's going to be particularly important in, in conjunction with the other thing that people are going to be talking about, which is LeBron's minutes. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. But, I mean, look, when people criticize Anthony Davis for not being consistent enough, not being a big game guy, and we've come to his defense and done all this stuff, like this is what they're talking about a zero point second half, only six shots, Andy, in the second half. These are things that simply cannot happen. And again, in the theme of apologies, uh, you may recall Tuesday's show, I did a super deep dive into Anthony Davis's fourth quarter scoring from last season. All the different reasons why I think. You know, in addition to the narrative about his scoring inconsistencies being at times overblown, the fourth quarter scoring that even I thought had been a problem, really when you broke down all of the context and all the particulars, not nearly the issue that I thought it was. If I if I may channel Waltz from The Godfather, Anthony Davis threw it all away to make me look ridiculous. And a man in my position cannot afford to be made to look Ridiculous. I think Whew. I think you jinxed him. I think it's fair to say that you just this, flat out jinxed. There was I some think sort we of I, I no, I wasn't the one who did all the digging in the fourth quarter numbers to oh. tell everybody the Anthony Davis was really Hatchamori. He's gonna be the sixth man of the right, year I got, carry I mean, my fantasy team. Screw you. I have like there are stakes in involved with that. I mean, like I'm you know, financial well-being and things like that. But I just I it's it is important. Um, to understand that you did this, to Anthony Davis, you broke no, this, Anthony Davis. You did it. I mean, he he took six shots in the entire second half. I mean, really, his offense was hard to come by this entire game, other than the second quarter where he had eleven points, four or five shooting. You know, he had a couple really good moments in the first quarter offensively. He opened the game with a vicious dunk off a pick and roll he and D'Angelo Russell ran. Right, when and, it looked like, like oh my God, D'Lo is, is shaking off all the cobwebs and problems yeah. with, and, with Denver. And, and Anthony Davis is making a statement from mm -hmm. basically the tip-off of this game. We are rolling. It, it turned out he peaked way the hell too early. Yeah. Um, but that, that second half, I mean, I remember I knew it was bad. But then at one point, I think it was Reggie Miller during the broadcast pointed out that Anthony Davis, and I guess some of this credit would go to AD, Jokic had not scored with about three minutes left in the third quarter. I was like, whoa. You know, I, I knew yeah, the Lakers, Jokic went off in the first half. The Lakers did a good job in the third quarter. One of the reasons they were able to get back into the game was that they put a lid on Jokic and held him scoreless for a long, straight seven or eight shots in a row. Uh, that he didn't make, which for a guy who shoots 63% from the floor last year, you, you that's not normal. Um, unfortunately, so, yeah. unfortunately, though, that ended decidedly for Jokic in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he 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 figured it out. <laughs> eight, eight points, five assists in the fourth quarter alone. Well, look, and, this, but, and that was indicative of both the game the playoffs last year, and the difference between these teams. The, the Lakers, to their credit, after falling down by 18 in the first half, and again, people were freaking the bleep out uh, on social media. 
The Lakers fought their way back into this game and, and were not able to be put away until relatively late in the fourth quarter. But what separated Denver from L.A. in this game was the same that sort of separated them in the playoffs, was every time they got close, you know, they got to within four, Jokic hit a three. You know, they had you know Michael Porter Jr., who didn't shoot the ball particularly well, had a big three late. You know, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Gordon, of all people, you know, kind of stuck a three in LeBron's face on kind of a, I dare you. Kind of, they had all of these little moments where the shots that needed to go down for Denver did, and the ones that needed to go down for the Lakers didn't. Um, and that was that was essentially the difference in the game. You know, I tweeted this out at Cam Brothers. There obviously were a lot of different reasons that the Lakers looked disjointed in this game that were their own doing. But one thing that jumped out at me while watching this, and, and you and I have been very big proponents dating back to last season about how good Denver can be in particular, just how incredible their starting five is mm-hmm. and just how balanced they are and how well they all complement each other. The Lakers, when they were playing their rotation guys and, and I think really playing dialed in during the preseason, often looked really good. But Denver is a very specific team that is built around a truly one-of-one player in Jokic, which makes them in a lot of ways a one-of-one team. And they become very difficult to, I think, replicate or prep for in real time, whether during the preseason or during practice, which makes opening against them a difficult proposition. They're difficult regardless. Regardless, you know, I, I, and there's there's one other thing I think you're you're missing here in terms of the matchup between the Lakers and the Nuggets. Really, the Nuggets and everyone, and we'll get to that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two or six player stats projections. And Prize Picks is the most fun you can have, winning up to 25 times your money this football season. Prize Picks also offers weekly promotions with big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday channel, your inner LeBron, enjoy some tacos as Prize Picks discounts some player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And with PrizePix reboot policy, this is amazing. Your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games or college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player's rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So go to prizepix.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to hundred bucks. Again, prizepix.com, the code locked on NBA prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So we'll get to this LeBron minutes thing here in a second because LeBron played very well. He also didn't play very much uh, by his standards. Um, but just to finish on Denver, I think, yes, obviously, not only is Jokic a one-in-one player, he's the best player in the NBA. I mean, I don't really know who's arguing against that. Nobody should be. Um, and, uh, you know, his stat line on Monday was 
bananas 12 of 22 29 points 13 rebounds 11 assists a steal on a block three of five from three point range and what's really bonkers about that andy is it doesn't really seem out of character um it was with almost a scoreless third quarter yeah he's just (laughs) really good early early leader for mvp Uh, it's early but he's in front um but it's also, I think, the thing that with the Nuggets, and this is something that as the season goes along, um, it's, it is a major challenge for everyone. Um, it's a particular challenge for the Lakers, and particularly when you know the Lakers are short, Jared Vanderbilt. Um, the, the, the size that Denver mm-hmm. has yeah. with Gordon and Porter and the spacing that those that that those guys can create, and the athleticism, and the the attention that poor uh, that that Gordon demands as a rim crasher, and all these other things can spread the floor a little bit. And then obviously Porter Jr., an excellent shooter. That you you forget kind of how big those guys are. We think of the Lakers as a big team, but they don't always play big. Um, and you know when LeBron goes off the floor, that changes. The Lakers were plus seven when LeBron played, minus nineteen when he didn't. It's um, funny too, by the way. LeBron, remember recently we talked about that profile that I, I, uh, yeah, Mirren Fader ran of Austin Reeves, and Reeves told that story about in the playoffs where he struggled during a game, but jokingly talked to LeBron that you know uh, it was plus five, and LeBron told him like, "Look, you've reached a place now where plus minus doesn't mean bleep like." You, there's some games where I'm minus five, but I know what I did in the game. LeBron pointed out afterwards yes. that he was plus seven. He did. He <laughs> I, lo- I love when LeBron does that stuff. It's just plus minus for me and not for thee. Exactly. It's <laughs> just um, but it's but it's interesting. And I think part of the reason the Lakers play that well with LeBron on the floor is because he's a ball handling large human um, that occupies Denver um, defensively in different ways. And so you know just. Denver is the big takeaway for me is that Denver is the best team in the NBA. They were the best team in the NBA last year and the playoffs show that it really wasn't that close. Um, and they clearly didn't get worse <laughs> over the, you know, the off season, no disrespect to Bruce Brown. And so the Lakers, I don't think, you know, you can't fall behind on their floor by 18 early and expect to win that game. I think they showed that they were capable. I think they showed a lot of heart and spirit and all that stuff that we knew they had anyway. Um, But they also showed where the gap is between them in game one and where Denver is and like where they need to get to. And they got 81 more games, Andy, to get to the level where Denver is. And I don't think it's, you know, some insurmountable gap. But it's there. Denver right now is a better team than the Lakers, and that's okay. I mean, we we saw that during the Western Conference Finals last year where the Lakers, I think you can argue, gave Denver the most difficult matchup of any series that they played on the way to that championship. They lost four games. I know it was a sweep, but it was a combined – by a combined 24 points, that's really close. It is interesting, though, the the point you made about the size with Denver – it became pronounced very ironically on a night where you mentioned Jared Vanderbilt unavailable, so Torian Prince ends up starting. Prince played really well in this game. Other than LeBron, Torian Prince was the best Laker on the floor, which big picture (laughs) obviously is not a sustainable formula for success, but small picture, hell of a debut. But Prince in that starting five, as opposed to Vanderbilt, even just as an option, 
makes them smaller. And Prince was often the primary defender on Jamal Murray. And I thought often did a very good job just hounding him, making him work, you know, going off screens, things like that. But it ended up putting D'Angelo Russell on KCP, who is, you know, among the among the guard options there, the the less dynamic of the man, KCP. He, he's he's moving around an awful lot. <laughs> he's moving around an awful lot, but I mean just in terms of athleticism for D Lo to guard. It's just that's, you know, it's just there's no good man. And then you have Reeves on Porter. That's I mean, where I was going. And Michael Porter Jr. is an awfully big cover for Reeves. Yeah. And it's just it's it's there Denver's really good. Um and if they figure out their bench and you know a way to sort of replicate what they uh, no longer have in in um mostly in in Bruce Brown, I guess a little bit in, in green later in the season and stuff like that, they're gonna be just fine. Um and I just the the, the gap is where, what the Lakers need to make up. And I think they have the ability to do it. Um, and, but like, this is what's a, like, we'll see what happens on, on, um, on Thursday against Phoenix, you know, the Suns, as, as we're talking and, and recording tonight, they're up by 15 in at the chase center against a golden state team that, you know, most people think is, you know, borderline top half playoff squad in, in the West. Like sure. the beginning of the Lakers schedule is pretty brutal and we're going to see quickly kind of what things look like where they stack up a little bit and and how things shake out like you know you go denver phoenix sacramento and then orlando and then the clippers you know four of five teams who are expected potentially to be in the top half of the draw in the uh in the western conference it's really hard at the beginning for the lakers no question um so i i just I'm I'm not panicking, and I thought there was enough good stuff there with the Lakers that you you know I don't think anybody should be looking at this going they there was fraudulent what we what we saw over the summer and all that but you know once they slowed down and kind of just settled in a little bit I'm not saying they all played great but they got better they didn't Hachi, no Hachimura got better because he, he was awful at the beginning you know D'Lo. I think was trying a little too hard and he was pressing too much. Got better as the game went along. Still not great, but got better. Um, the problem was that to bring it back around him, and we'll get to LeBron uh, for the next segment. The problem was they didn't get anything from AD in the second half. Like, yeah, that, he, that was. I don't like boiling it down to one guy because obviously it's never literally one guy. But when Anthony Davis doesn't score in the second half, the Lakers aren't going to win very often. No, and he talked after the game, you know, asked what happened. He said that started getting doubled more. The paint started getting more crowded. He noted that he missed what he said was some easy stuff around the rim. But then he also said, got to shoot it more. And yes. I was glad – well, I was glad to hear AD say that mm -hmm. because sometimes AD will fall back into the, you know, taking what the defense is giving, looking to make the right play, you know. Those type of comments, which sometimes are actually correct, but sometimes you got to say bleep doing the right thing, and I got to make my presence felt. I'm the guy, we've talked about this ad nauseum heading into this season and a lot of last year. Anthony Davis has to be the most impactful player on a regular basis, more often than not. If the Lakers are going to win a championship, Obviously, he will have off games in the same way all superstars have off games. 
But there's there's a difference between an off game and scoreless in the second, in the second half. half. Scoreless right. in the second half is not an option. It just no. isn't. No. Um, interesting too. The Lakers, they they the starting lineup shot very well from the perimeter. The reserves did not. And so, you know, yeah, if more guys make shots, it opens things up. But you know, you're Anthony Davis, you're gonna get double teamed. You gotta you gotta work through that. Um 29 minutes for LeBron James. Is that going to be a trend? It might be. Darvin Ham uh, explained next. So LeBron played uh, with great impact, as, as he noted. He was plus seven. Uh, 21 points, eight rebounds, five assists, a steal, 10 of 16 from the floor. Those are not necessarily eye-popping numbers for LeBron, who's had some huge stat lines over the course of his career. But it, only, it all came in 29 minutes, which uh, that is the eye-popping number there. Um, and... Obviously, people noticed, and they asked Darwin if that was going to be a trend, if this was by design, and the answer was yes. Um, that this does appear, Andy, to be something that the Lakers would like to do, where they hold his minutes somewhere around thirty, um, and and work from there. And, and I, I was surprised to hear it put that way on day one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised to hear about it as a goal from day one forward because I know I've talked a lot about the need to try to reduce LeBron's minutes, and that, frankly, should be a goal for the season. It was one of the reasons where you went out and got all these, not just depth for the Lakers, but depth of skill players and guys who can do a lot of the scoring or the playmaking or the ball handling to try to make it so... LeBron can play fewer minutes and the Lakers can, you know, thrive, if not just necessarily survive during those moments when he's not playing tonight was clearly not one of those. Um, you know, LeBron said afterwards, quote, I always want to be on the floor, especially when you got an opportunity to win a game where you feel you can make an impact. But I guess there's a system in place. Got to follow it. He later followed up by saying he wasn't surprised or upset by the minutes. Should be noted that doesn't necessarily mean he likes them, but you know, LeBron doesn't always have to like everything that they do. What I thought was really interesting about this, though, is in a perfect world, LeBron playing 29 feels low in any realistic perfect world. Like, you got to put, put a three in front of that. There's got to like, be a th there's got to be a three. But I, you know, unless it's just a blowout. Blowout. That's different. Direct, in either direction. I design. But when, like, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish, but like, there, the, LeBron used a word there that I think is critical. And, but like, you know, the, the, you need a three. For that. Right. But the idea of LeBron playing, say, 32, 33 minutes as a goal, which I know I, I know I'd mentioned that at some point during the offseason, you know, three or so fewer minutes from last season each game, that will add up in a big way. LeBron's body will feel that. But for that, I think, to work realistically, you know, in the way that it gets employed, it's got to happen in games where the Lakers are in control, like they're controlling a game to where you feel like you can take that risk because it's always going to be a risk to some degree when you knowingly keep LeBron off the floor when in theory he could be out there. 
where in, and look, it may even backfire, but at least you could understand the methodology where I think the methodology, unless you're just going to have a strict cap on it, no questions asked, the methodology can't work when you're behind, when you're actually fighting to get back into a game. That's where, again, unless this is just didactic, this is how we're doing it, doesn't matter the context, you can't expect for success when you're actually fighting to get back into a game. Well, certainly not regularly. Here's the thing: they, they, he, he used the 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 word I believe the word he used was system. Mm-hmm. You know, like this was de- this was designed. This was not um, because what you're talking about is LeBron is going to play in a normal game, 35, 36 minutes. We're going to look for ways to cut that down anytime, and and so it averages out to 32 or 33. What the Lakers clearly did on on Tuesday was went into the game with a substitution pattern that said LeBron is going to play 28 to 31 minutes. I don't think they it was a you know you, you always have a, a minute or two on each side of that or what or whatever. But that was the plan and Darwin said this is going to be the plan where we are going to design our patterns essentially and i'm sure he's going to elaborate more about this between tomorrow uh, you know today and and tomorrow in the phoenix game and beyond we'll get more uh, we'll learn more about what's happening here but at least based on tuesday post game this is what they're doing purposefully and th- the limit to that is and i, I don't mind it but you got to win and and here's the thing like you know i i actually kind of prefer doing it this way versus doing it and i haven't thought deeply about it because it just kind of popped into our consciousness you know as we're talking you know an hour ago um i kind of prefer it more than like the let's find ways to steal minutes here where like this is our pattern we can learn to work with what we're doing but it will only last as long as they are winning you could tell lebron was not a not going to rock the boat on game one and by the way the lakers haven't won an opener in like 42 years it's actually i just recently heard it it was 2016 it's the last time they've won an opener but they and 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 even before i feel like they've lost basically all of them going back to when we started covering the team even when they won when they started 21 and 6 you know they lost the opener that year you know it's like they always lose the opener and whatever by definition they lost the opener the most recent title yeah so how how tolerant of this he will be will directly be related to their win-loss record. If they are if they lose three or four games in a row, you know, if they come out of the shoot two and five or something like that, I can guarantee you in game eight, LeBron will not be well, still playing 29 okay. minutes. That's actually the key. Like I'd have to think about it more to decide whether or not I agree with you about the idea of whether I prefer it this way or not. I'm inclined to say that I don't. But again, I would need to really think about it more. And me too. And me but, too. And me sure. too. But where I absolutely agree with you is they got to be willing to scrap this thing quickly if it is clearly becoming too regimented for their own good or if they're just losing games and it's like, look, we can't afford to fall behind, even if we believe in this well, uh, big picture. 
they they can't afford to do this. LeBron will scrap it for them. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Yeah, we we spent many years uh, covering a game where Kobe just checked himself back in or waved yeah. off Phil effing Jackson when Phil, Phil was trying to sub him out. Right, and it's one game where they lost, you know, by 12, but in a in a game that was certainly controlled by Denver. Denver's a better team, but the Lakers had some good stretches. I thought on on Tuesday night. Um, I'm not overreacting to to one game, but it's it's just they cannot afford to get off to a bad start. They just can't. Like the West is too. Like you see all these projections. It's interesting. People, you know, the last, particularly the mathematical ones. Um, you know, 42, 43, 44, 41. I've seen all like low range wins for the Lakers, and you're like, oh my god, it's ridiculous. You're a Lakers fan, or everybody. Then you look up and like the second seed in the in the West has 47. You know, it's because it is it is a crabs in a bucket conference where these guys are going to all be just dragging each other down. I would be surprised. Night. I'd actually be su- kind of surprised if two teams won 50 games in the West, but I'd be shocked if, if three more than two. Yeah, I'd I be shocked by that. A uh, couple, just a stat or two that I, I forgot about, but I think is um, apropos when you mention the just how big Denver is and how big they can play. The Lakers, uh, after three quarters, were 0 for 10 from the field off second-chance opportunities. Um, they, that is a crazy number. Yeah, they ended up uh, 17 to 4 outscored on second-chance ops. You know, LeBron talked afterwards about needing to box out better. Like they, they took care of the ball, but they did a terrible job defending when they turn the ball over. And as LeBron noted, and he's correct, and this this is a statement that applies to the next game in Phoenix, they're already too elite to give them extra opportunities. You just you can't do that against Denver, and I'll go out on a limb and say you can't do it against Phoenix. I think that's probably- – Can't do it against Sacramento for that matter. Really can't do it against anybody. Um, all right, a few things we will get into for, uh, for Thursday's show – um, definitely we'll, we'll get, I think there will be, assuming the Lakers, uh, have some media time on, on Wednesday. Uh, I think we'll get, I'm sure there'll be quite more questions about this LeBron, uh, minutes thing. So we certainly will be talking more about that. Um, interesting that, that Cam Reddish, played. there is by the way, no practice on Wednesday. Oh, well, then I guess Lakers we'll have, have to wait until Thursday for that matter. Um, <laughs> breaking news. Um, but uh, also interesting that Cam Reddish played uh, about 15 minutes off the bench and Max Christie did not play at all. We've got a minute of garbage time, I should say. I'm sorry, Reddish played 18 minutes. Uh, we'll talk about that and what else we saw. Um, Gabe Vincent guys. looked like somebody who had not played in a while. He did. Um, and we'll see whether or not Jared Vanderbilt has a chance to play on Thursday. Also, Andy, Lakers fans very upset that Bradley Beal is not playing Tuesday night in um, in 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 San Francisco uh, because it looks like he's going to play Thursday night in LA um, and people are really mad about that and this whole you know mocking the whole load management thing I think it's a fascinating beginning to this NBA experiment um, and I know both of us probably think slightly differently than many N- NBA uh, writers are talking about at least uh, we're talking about it Tuesday on social media so we'll get to all of that on thursday once line. more i want to apologize for the way we led right. people i into I, this season. I messed up Rui hachimura which is my bad you screwed up anthony davis and that's much worse <laughs> it is much worse <laughs> much worse it is um much so 
much, much, much worse. worse. Again, this one, is, this one is on you. You've been took, you've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run we, amok. We, we, we promise to do better moving forward. Andy and I covered, uh, we did, you know, doing pre and post games and all this stuff for some of the worst Lakers teams that they've ever had. I mean, we mean that in the most literal sense. You can forgive us for getting a little excited when the team's actually good. <laughs> but we meant it. We actually meant it. We weren't right. blowing smoke up your asses. We meant this. A little we wasn't waking, we weren't making anything up, but we just got a little, maybe a little carried away. A little carried mm. away. Yeah. Um, you but I only screwed up Rui. Andy screwed up the potential okay. uh MVP Whatever. and most important. I got player. big shoulders like LeBron, I can take yeah. it. <laughs> um Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out with uh 30 uh, 21,000, not 31,000, 21, not after this game. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping up 10,000. I'm hoping we keep those 21. Uh, uh and uh lots more to get into. Huge game on Thursday, big game over the weekend against Sacramento. Plenty to unpack uh, as the Lakers start the season off 0 and 1 as they usually do and we'll see everyone tomorrow.